about weave noodles. Those druids work magic with buckwheat. Ugh, too healthy. How about some Tarwick street meat? Extra sloppy style. Not a chance. I'm not paying for delivery and committing myself to two days on a can just so I can eat slow-cooked not-eye roadkill. I'd rather order goblin food. Oh, give me a break. Your non-infernal digestive system is a fragile joke. I want meat with grease. I want something full of cultural flavor that isn't served out of a dumpster cauldron. Something that tells a story, speaks to the soul. Hmm. Canine Canine cheesesteak. Oh yeah, now we're talking. Nobody cheeses a steak like my canine brethren. I want a 12-inch classic with a bag of tater flakes. You place the order. I'll start fishing through the coupon drawer. I'm getting an 8-inch with double meat. It's all about girth, baby. What the heck? Is that the... that the meteograph? Thought we pawned away for those court fees. I guess not. She's still working, and something has her screaming. Holy sweet snot rockets. I didn't know the screen could fit so much pink. I have never in all my years as a radio renegade seen an Aether storm that big. That's got to be an 8.3, maybe an 8.4 on the Brombaxa scale. Should we get on the horn? I mean, we're not the weather station. Can't imagine anybody's tuning in to two knuckleheads hopping wave in last decade's Nodite fop box for the atmospheric scuttlebutt. Then again, I haven't heard anything on the lead line. Screw it. Prime the signal override. Someone's got to get the news to the people. Attention listeners, we're sorry to interrupt this music break, but uh, a big, big storm lodged huge danger. I apologize for my tongue-tied partner, folks. We felt morally obliged to share that our equipment has picked up what looks like an 8.4 ether storm rolling in towards the southern Nedrasili space. A storm of this magnitude is maelstrom risk. I repeat, maelstrom. Any ships leaving port from Nidrell, please reroute or postpone. Evacuate the wraith wheels and nestle into those underground cities y'all are so proud of. If this vanilla nightmare swirl continues drifting north, even the folks of Amorous might be in for a door shaker. Uh, but, but don't panic. I'm sure it'll continue east and just pass by harmlessly. Right? Right? It's not our place to say, Dex. And while wishful thinking has ever been the meteorologist's lotus operandum, all I can say is be prepared, take shelter, and we'll bring you a more news as it develops. Yeah, from a long, long, long ways away. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits.
So, moment of choice, son. What are you going to do? Oh, I think we both know how this is meant to end. The man looks up at you. The man whose name you never gathered. His weaponized trombone, dented, lies next to him. Foe lies bleeding. Ms. Bag, tend to Mr. Kithkin. I'll tend to the scum. Ah, that's the more fun one. Scotum, is it? I defended my place from somebody who's here to try and steal my goods. All right. Do what you gotta do. Bolder folks like these to talk about thievery. Lacking any gentleness or kindness, Darlu is gonna grip the man's hair and pull his head back. His boot knife already in his hand. Ship end a ship until it's been christened with another man's blood. Strange traditions. This, to me, looks like surrender, no? Yes, they are surrendering their life. Couldn't agree more, Mr. Kitchell. You got something to say, Sir Troth? The ones that we killed died with weapons in hand aimed at our throats. This one's weapon is cast aside. Darlu staggers for a blink. I don't see what difference this makes right now. A bastard's a bastard and dead is dead. We are on the boat. Your word is law. Aye, oh, it is. Aye, oh, it is. Then why not challenge him to one-on-one combat if he is willing? And if you defeat him, you are the better man. You have kept your honor, and you get your blood. Didn't I just defeat him, though? We defeated them. Unless you have some other value to us alive, man. Is it rude to call humans man? Not in this case. It's a little weird, given that it's usually colloquial, but nothing wrong with that. What's your name, Dexstain? Braun Felwyn. Right, Braun. I'll let go of his hair and pull the dagger back a little bit. You got a knife? Always. Stand up. He does. He stands easily two heads taller than you. Darlu stands on his toes a little bit. <laughs> Five paces, turn, and throw. If my knife meets your neck, you die. If I take a finger, you die. If I get hit, Mr. Troth sees fit what's to do with you. Understood? He nods. This is better than you deserve. Why? Darlu, not a man to have his honor questioned, will go back to back with the shithead and take five big steps. The shipyard is silent. The click of boots. One. Two. Your heart rises into your throat. Three. You hear a breath. Sudden. Every instinct tells you to turn, but an early turn is an early death. Four. The silence grows pregnant. Five. Roll me an attack roll. Nine. He has a ten on the die. Now, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, I will. Eight. (laughs) You turn too slow. The blade finds its way into your upper chest. It doesn't wound, not meaningfully anyway. Throwing knives are not meant to kill, but as it cuts through the flesh of your pectoral muscle, seeping sebum, blood, and lymph, you realize you lost, as your knife finds home in the wall of the deck. Then the battle is decided. Whoa, 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 what are you messing around for? Just bite off his finger and sell him back to his clan. It's how these things work. (laughs) 
Ron, your skill has earned you your life. You may leave this place alive. Ah, you're kidding me! Well, I appreciate your honor. And, um, yours especially. Sir Troth the Woven, wielder knight of Nidrasil. Sir Troth, there's only one problem. This is Nod. We don't forgive. And as he steps to the gunnel, ready to jump, there's a flash of yellow, a rasp of flesh, as Foe stands and drags his knife across the man's throat. What? <laughs> what in the fuck are you doing? Garlu is going to stand up from the position he took on his knee to take the wound, pull the knife out of his chest, spit on the deck, and walk away into the captain's quarters. I fucking handed it to you, mate. You can do better than that. Prepare the ship for takeoff. Dinner. We'll take care of this meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Foe points a bloody knife over at Troth. You got a fucking problem. There was a chance for honor, and I allowed it. Oh, good for you, and your honor could have cost us all our lives. I would say many of the choices made by some of us over the past 24 hours potentially cost people their lives. Oh, damn right. But here's the problem. If it don't follow through, you don't get anything. He immediately winces, realizing he still lost a lot of blood and not in great shape. And he also goes below deck. Bloodshed without a payday? What kind of joke is this? Troth hands you a dented old trombone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. As Foe stands at the doorway, he says, I will get paid. I made sure of that. These cities seem to bring out the worst in all of us. It demands the worst from us. We have no choice. It would appear I am trying to launch a vessel of honor into a choppy sea of chaos and backstabbing. It appears this vessel will not be one of pure honor or dishonor. My concern is having those choppy waters not sink us. I will continue to protect the heart and learn from these strange rituals of mankind. Does the heart of the ship care how much honor is in ours? Too soon to tell. But we will learn, will we not? As it grows, so shall we. I fear Daralu has been wounded in a way that our magics cannot heal, and it may take some time for him to recover. But I am proud of him. Knock, knock, knock. It's open. Foe limps in, wrapping his hand in fresh bandages. Yes, Mr. Kithkin, how can I help you? You did the right thing. According to whom? Well, according to the books and the stories. According to your parents. According to anyone and everyone who matters. But you didn't do the smart thing. Do you know what it's like to be in a position where not only the people you are supposed to command have no faith in you, but the people who walk around you constantly have no faith in you? Then to take that compounded over what happened over the course of the day and be defeated in front of your crew. Do you know what it's like to be knocked down as many pegs as you can count and be thrust lower afterward just as a little icing on top? It's not fucking good, Mr. Kithkin. It's not fucking good. Do you have something helpful to say? Or are you just here to remind me that I'm not good at what I'm doing? You can't be good at something you've never done before. Not truly. Don't beat yourself up. 
Besides, I took care of it, and we're still going to get paid. Mr. Kithkin, where I appreciate the confidence you have shown me, and the lengths you are willing to go to to make sure that we can continue our journey, I find myself in need of asking you a question. What? The fuck do you mean we still get paid? Who is paying us? I imagine you were approached by a um, unique individual on your way to the shipyard. I was pressed and browbeaten into being a stereotype, yes. Well, might be I sent them your way. And why exactly? Because when you're doing this job, you've got two choices. You can do what's right and have that carved on your gravestone. Or you can do what's smart and walk away with the bag of fool and your life to show for it. Your point is understood, Mr. Kithkin. For the record, I'm not concerned with leaving an enemy behind with a grudge. But apparently you have more experience with that than I do. There he is. The bouncing baby boy with the big balls. All right. Fair enough. You're excused, Mr. Kithkin. Oh, I know it. Oh, and um, by the way, next time you check into a league hole, you'll find some money in your account. Use it or don't. After departing Axbury, employing a bit of haste in leaving the city behind you, the vast dark Aether Sea awaits you, returning silence and calm to your lives. The chaos left in your wake. This is your first time experiencing the ship propelled by the recently installed power of the core, and you were in no way prepared. While the device itself fits the core like a glove, the vessel bucked and veered at first, adapting to the new power source, unbonded, raw and panicked. A warmth spread over the living wood as the pulsing violet light began to beat, very much like a heart. Acceleration has been redefined. Like a horse waiting to cut loose and gallop, the ship hums with energy, coasting across the ether waves as Nod vanishes into the smoky atmosphere behind you, its nebulous shape obscured by the smoke of the dream. The light frame of your ship, coupled with the firm density of the living wood, lets the power of the core throw you like a dart across the dark sky. Blood still wet on your hands, chemicals still tingling in your skull. The reality of it all starts to sink in and just as slowly fade away. In addition to the caller's installation, the unnamed ship is now also fitted with a short-range radio receiver and transmitter. Your first steps into being a League official vessel were hardly started with your best foot forward, and knowing that at any time you may be monitored by nearby stations is hardly a comfort, but it's all part of the gig. A crackling signal pulsates from the receiver. This close to a major island in the cluster, there must be all manner of signal buoys and comm vessels in range, and the beeping is relentless until answered. <laughs> I didn't know her ringtone was Sandstorm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sunken gods. Darlu walks over to the receiver and picks it up. What? League ship, please respond. Yeah, what? I need to speak to Captain... Uh, Doralu Nahana Dandernan? <laughs> Banana Dandernan. <laughs> oh, he's with the bedpans right now. Give me a moment. Put the receiver down. It's not a hard name. It's not even spelled that weird. Mine's harder. <laughs> <laughs> what did I walk in on? Talking about hardness. <clears throat> <laughs> yes, this is Doralu Nahana Navahan. Bad flatha of a skullet of a ship. What can I do for you? Wonderful. 
Since you've finally been fitted with a transmitter, you must have gotten your core installed. Please confirm. We have. It's purring like a happy cat. And which of the league-sanctioned mechanics did you go to? Darlu is going to put the receiver against his chest to muffle it, forgetting that he's wounded there. Ow! Miss Bag! Miss Bag! What? Where's the list? What list? The list of mechanics, you dipshit! Where's the list? Foe walks up, grabs the mic. This is ship's bosun, Foe Kifkin. We sat down in Kelhurst Dock. Do everything if the installation go is anticipated, we need to leave a review for the mechanic as they have contracts with the League. Right. Five stars. Hearty service. Could you give me back to the captain, please? He passes you the receiver. Bad flath on a running? I was looking for Darulu. That, but yes, that, yes, that's my first name. Wonderful. We have a time-sensitive novice rag job that needs addressing. It just so happens you're the nearest unbooked vessel. You have found a collection of sensitive novices, yes. I'd get your team to Kane League Outpost 3 ASAP for quest specifics. Let me remind you, turning down jobs this early in your career will likely bring it to a grinding halt. We're in no position to say no. Wonderful. Over and out. Even before putting the receiver down, Darlu is going to turn to Foe and say, Mr. Kithkin, ask next time. Well, politely ask while you fumble around with the list. And you give the wrong answer and then suddenly you're up shit's creek. I don't know what a dipshit is, but if I find out you were insulting me, I'm going to bite you in your sleep. (laughs) Hmm. To most other people, it may be an insult, but I'm pretty sure on the midden, it's a special treat. It seems that everyone here is being territorial and standing their ground. One day we will stand on the same side of the line. Excuse me, Mr. Gigel. I forgot to cover the ground in sand. Ironically, you do hear the sound of a shovel scraping as you say that. What I mean to say is that there should be no sand for lines to be drawn on. Yes, I un- On the ship. <sighs> Thank you for your sage advice, Mr. Gigel. So do we have a job or not? Yes. We have to check in at Kane Outpost 3 for some sort of novice job. And before that, I need to figure out who's trying to dig through wood. <laughs> Good. The last few days have been disappointing. Waste of time, waste of resources. Admittedly, it's a really nice trombone, but... Ugh! <laughs> what sort of amount of resources were you expecting with this amount of time? I can't say, but we have a ship. We have a shart. We could be raiding. And how much did you have before that? Now bugger off, slime time. <laughs> I have better places to be. Shit, I thought we were picking a fight with each other. She's just coming to terms with her ambition. Her preconceived expectations of what the potential of this ship should have been. Suppose so. Keep the edges of that insight sharp, Mr. Gigel. I intend to sharpen it as much as possible. Darlu is going to walk toward the scraping shovel noise. Sounds like it's coming from the core chamber. I had a feeling. As you lower yourself down the little ladder that leads into it, you find Sir Troth uh, with a barrel of dirt that he is currently scooping one scoop at a time around the heart, the core. Fine garden you're working on there, Sir Troth. What the fuck is it for? It is for the heart to make it more comfortable in its setting. And you notice that there's small bits of mold starting to spread through the wooden walls around it. Are you decaying my ship, Mr. Troth? New life is not decay. It is a one-to-one exchange. 
so we won't be catching any colds or lung funguses down here. I wouldn't sleep near it unless you have a different anatomy than... He kind of gestures to you. <clears throat> Judgment aside, I wasn't planning on sleeping in the engine room anytime soon. Wonderful. Then your lungs should remain healthy and strong. Excellent. Quick question, though. If we're to be booked around on the Aether Seas back and forth, is this dirt going to go flying every which way? Or are you going to pack it down nice and tight? Nice and tight, and once it is covered in rich, thick fungus and lichen, it will hold firm. Now, you say covered in. Please, please expand upon covered in. What do you mean, covered in? He just kind of reaches out and thumbs your shirt. Covered. Secured. Like armor. Where did you come from? I've been following you this whole time. What the hell? <laughs> I have no tasks. In the like wet drip oozing <laughs> down the ladder. Sir Troth, answer me straight. Are you reproducing in here? Making more little troths to try to pilot the ship? I am not yet gifted in the art of the weaver to make sentience from fungus and plant. But what I am doing is making the heart more comfortable, pairing it with this vessel. The more in tune they are, the less problems we will have. Blessed be the Stone Father. Good. For the record, I am currently reproducing. Stop. <laughs> Just takes one to ten decades. <laughs> ABR. <laughs> Care for a boat? Foe's holding out a flask to you, Letta. What's in it? Ah, screw it. She kicks it back. Just as well, I forgot. <laughs> oh, what is it? <laughs> he takes it back, takes a sip. Oh, that's ointment. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Screws it back on. Just a hip flask of onion. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Ugh, it coats your mouth. Still in its job. Just in the wrong place. Like you. What's that supposed to mean? You're treating this like a rocket-propelled dumpster. It's not that. I wish. What, how else am I supposed to treat it? Well, you start with a home. And that's something I'm trying to get used to. Yeah, I guess. It's a lot different than the midden. Oh, what? I found change of scenery can be a bit good for you. Maybe you'll go back home someday and the changes you found here, well, maybe to help you make some changes there for the better. But the other way you can treat this is as a better way of making money than any of your fucking garbage heaps. This is a fucking league vessel. Right now we're just novices, but we work up to it and we get that boy a bit squeaky. I guarantee we start putting in the money. By being jobbers? Oh, oh, we're taking a shit from them. How much money can you possibly make doing grunt work for morons? You're laying groundwork, not grunt work. This is early days. Down the line, that's when we start putting in the money. That's when the fool comes in. Well, for now, you gotta keep yourself straight. Ha! Making a goblin go straight. I've never met a straight goblin in my life. <laughs> so you're in a royal right now. You want to get moving. Give it time. Let him learn to trust you. And maybe, in time, you can guide him to the right path. But 
How long are we supposed to wait? How long can we possibly keep doing this without making money? Oh, we already did. And you said that before. What are you talking about? Oh, this league's not what you think it is. There's plenty of black flags in the league. How do you think they get paid? How do you think they keep their names off the airwaves? Mm, you seem to know a lot about this. You done this before? No. But I done for those who did. It doesn't take long before the island of Cain comes into view. The third largest landmass in the central cluster. A massive stone dinner plate of an island that travels a circular course, orbiting between Nodite and Nidrasili space. Every inch of the island is covered with cityscapes. Tall towers, huge warehouses, massive communal housing districts. A literal city on the go. There are several large structures affixed to the island like lampreys, defense stations, radio towers, and military outposts that are just taken along for the ride. The island's motto is, the middle is where the heart is. But most people who live here would jokingly tell you the real motto is, keep your wits about you. Because while both Nod and Nidrasil have some stations of power on the island, they are a neutral party. The true leader of this landmass is the almighty coin. This is where businesses come to be born and then swallowed up by larger ones like fish in a pond. You'll find no industrial centers more industrious, black markets darker, and money changers more quickly changing their stories than in Cain. But it's not the stunning skyline you approach as it comes into view, but the underside. Even the bottom of this cosmic frisbee is covered with hanging buildings and structures, mostly ship docks and refineries that dangle like stalactites, surrounded by airships coming and going like flies on a corpse. Your approach is slow, waiting in line for the ship ahead of you to find a dock, in order of size and importance, which here in Kane often go hand in hand. Welcome to Cane Exchange, your one-stop shop for pawn and barter. Greetings, my good man. Drop whatever you're doing. I'm about to change your whole year. Is that fact? You bring me something good? Good. Good. Good doesn't even start to tickle the cheeks of what I got. Feast your eyes on this. Huh? Wow. What do you mean, wow? Look at this thing. I mean, it's only a fucking crown. Solid gold, ten types of precious gems, barely any age on it. This is a treasure beyond comparison. One of a kind. Eh, it's okay, I guess. Are you taking a piss right now? You got dust bunnies between your ears, right? Th this is a piece of ancient history. And whose history would that be? Uh, fuck, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but that doesn't change the fact that he was sitting on some king or prince or some big queen's head in a royal way. You want me to ask how you came across it? <laughs> Are you calling me a thief? Do I have to? I'll have you know I'm a void diver. One of the best in town. And this baby came straight out of the wreckage. And my boys found it last week. It had all kinds of golden doodads and baubles. This here is my cut. And I'm here to collect. Void diving. Ugh. There are much cheaper ways to kill yourself. Hmm. Uh, Fifteen order. Fifteen. Fifteen order. I had a dick dream in mine. This is gold. Solid gold. Who cares? Who uses gold anymore? It's shit. 
This is history. It belongs in a museum. We are not museum. I can get 200 out of this at 20 places in Kane. So go do that. Leave me alone. I don't need paperweight. How do you come up with a crazy low ball number like 15? Look here. No one is collector anymore. Nobody has any history or connection to be fond of. Gold is lazy metal. If I pop out gems and use for light fixtures, melt it down to refine it, I might get 6-inch conversion coil I could sell for 20 to a desperate corrite. Maybe make it into some gaudy belt buckle, but you couldn't pay me to wear it. At this point, you might as well throw it in goblin soup. I suggest you put it in a box somewhere and pray fashion industry explodes and people start using gold buttons again. I risked my life for this thing! You sure did. Fine! Fine! You win! I can't believe this disrespect! I'll take the deal! Okie dokie, here's your 13 order. 13 order? Conversion tax. Art pieces made of precious metal technically constitute unit of currency. You don't like it? Take it up with the Canite Mercantile Courts. You know what? I will! I will take this up with the Canite Mercantile Court! You'll be seeing me again! You can't treat people like this! This is highway robbery! Sleep with what I open, old man! What I open! Okay, have a nice day. Idiot. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. It's the LU Cuties. Happy to have you here in the mid-roll. If you've been following along with my new horror anthology podcast, The Heresies of Randolph Burntwine, You'll know I've been releasing mini-episodes every week, and I've uploaded my first bonus lore episode on Thorb Patreon, which you can find at thorb.info or patreon.com slash thorbcast. Tune in on the first for case number 002, The Hounds of Nistrad Keep. And if you like it, please give it a subscribe and a five-star review. Well, and I have been cooking up a very fun special episode with an old friend of ours from D20 Questions, but that's a ways away yet. But coming up soon, however is a special guest here on Shattered World, so be ready for that. I want to take a very special moment to thank none other than our very own Patch Perryman for upgrading from Corsair to Captain on Patreon. Ooh, your ship will be christened soon, my friend. Thank you so much, and thank you so much to all of our patrons. You guys are keeping the lights on and have helped more than you know. Seriously, after the wedding, things got really tight and I had to pull some money out of the Patreon to kind of cover myself. It's like one of our first actual like law and I tinking payment things and it literally saved my ass. So thank you so much. On that note, please be sure to keep me honest about uploading content for Patreon. It is not a nuisance. It's my damn job. Send me an email and admin at slapdashstudios.com. Reach out to me on the Discord. If I have failed to do some stuff, please keep me going. And this might sound a little weird, but if any of you out there have experience running and managing a business, especially media production business, and would like to reach out to us about a potential job opportunity, please reach out at admin at slapdashstudios.com. With Law and Dana getting busier and busier with TPK, which is going fantastically, by the way, go to TPK Brewing if you're in Portland. And with me opening a new show and potentially thinking about other projects, it would be really nice to have somebody on the Slapdash Studio side who has professional experience managing and consulting for our kind of business. 
Also, if you're somebody with animating experience or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us about the possibility of creating animatics for some of our commercials. We've been thinking more and more about ways that we can try to get luck out there into the world and into people's ears. And I'm thinking TikTok, YouTube, and Shorts would be a really good way to do that. I know this is asking a lot of all of you, but you've proven time and time again how much you really care about the show and how much you want to see it grow. So please reach out to us if you have the opportunity. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the action. Hi there, I'm Bert Klemsmith, owner and manager of BK's Furniture Warehouse. We've got the best prices on the market for new and refinished furniture items. Come check out the show floor and get blown away by our discounts. You'll think you're dreaming, but I won't pinch you. I'll just sell you the best table money can buy for less money than it's worth. We've got benches, wardrobes, armchairs, coat racks, bookshelves, side tables, ottomans, armoires, vanities, bed frames, stools, dining tables, shoe racks, and more. One in every five pieces of furniture is actually a mimic. We've got recliners, dressers, roll-top desks, wine racks, storage chests. Don't forget the mimic thing. Tuffets, footstools, love seats, day beds, cribs, mini bars, workbenches, and cabinetry. I guarantee they're all the best price you can find. I will meet any competitive offer, and I also guarantee 80% of them will not, I repeat, will not eat you. We even offer home delivery. Once it's off the truck, it's your problem. No refunds, just the best prices in town, and a random assortment of mimics amongst our top-of-the-line furniture. How'd they get here? I don't know. Are they hungry? Hell yes, they're hungry. Why don't we get rid of them? Why don't you get rid of them? Don't ask so many questions. Grab life by the handlebars and roll the dice. Most of you will get a screaming deal on furniture, and a few sad bastards will get et up faster than ass-flavored gelato. If you don't come down and check out our selection, I don't give a shit. I've lost control of my life, and one-fifth of my immediate family has been eaten by mimics that I have to pay taxes on. Come on down to BK's Furniture Warehouse, or I swear to the gods I'll come to you, and then you'll be sorry, won't you? After a few hours, the nameless ship has been docked, a few palms have been greased, and the four of you set out into the busy city streets of Cain. Sir Troth insisted on staying behind to guard the ship, but it was quite clear that his recent experience in a big city left him a bit shaken, and surely some time alone is just what the doctor ordered. You're at least certain that no part of him considers even stealing the ship or any of your belongings, and that's a comfort. You ascend the countless stairs from the underside of the island and make your way to the busy streets of Cain, people moving in every direction guided by streetlights and avoiding the traffic of horse-drawn carriages and low-flying airships. The buildings are staggering. While Nod is an impressive industrial center, the technology level here seems just slightly more polished more utilized, less pollution, not to say zero pollution. Asking directions once and then twice, you finally arrive at the entrance of a wide office building that just so happens to be League Outpost 3. There aren't many people coming or going, but once you're inside, it is bustling. There's a large receptionist desk, behind which is a massive gelatinous shape, halfway between a humanoid and a beanbag. <laughs> Their many pseudopods scribble down notes in several open note pages. They also seem to be operating a telecom switchboard. And the top of their head is styled up, like a kind of beehive, were they to have hair. Their greenish fluid is completely translucent, and the moment you approach, a half-face forms with large pouty lips. Welcome to League Outpost 3. What can I do for you? 
Gajal, I didn't know your cousins took off his jobs. That thing is nothing like me. You sure about that? Maybe in color, but our physiological elements are quite different. I am closer to you than it is to me. Well, forgive me for being presumptuous. This ooze-like creature, though clearly not a plasmoid, undulates in a strange way, and you're not sure how you know this, but you're pretty certain they're still winking at Gigil. I'm going to go ahead and step between them before that gets more uncomfortable. <clears throat> well, hey there. My name is Badflatha Darlun Aranan Avahan, and I was told to come here to check in. We've got a job and perhaps some payment to collect. Oh, you're looking for a quest? Quest givers are on the fifth floor. If it's already arranged, you'll want to head down to door seven for active quests. They'll get you all checked in. You got to take the stairs. The elevator hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Fifth floor, door seven? You got it, sweetie. Very good. Let's leave now. What's going on? Small hands wave above the top of the desk. <laughs> Momentum, Lida. Momentum. We're going up to apples. What he said, but less fruit. Apples and pears, stairs. No, I followed. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm catching on now. <laughs> a few lefts, a handful of rights, and about 120 stairs later, you find yourself sitting across the desk from a shaggy minotaur with hair like a highland cow in shades of mud and stone. A pair of reading glasses adorn the front of his face, but you can only see hair behind them. Somehow he still seems to see through, as he is clearly reading over some notes on a clipboard. Oh, Darilu, a cousin of yours? Very distant. <laughs> All right. Uh, looks like you still have an unnamed ship. Is that accurate? It is. That's good. That's good. Hasn't earned one yet? That's true for sure. You're not going to get one of those for a little while. Uh, so we have a job here for you. I've got the uh, specifications here on this dossier. And, uh... Just a heads up, we did already try to send the ship to do it, and they said they went out, but we're pretty sure they abandoned the quest. One of the luxuries of having a reputation, which you do not have. Not yet. How many of you are familiar with what an ether cove is? A small green hand shoots into the air. You know that an ether cove is like an anomaly, a small pocket that opens to a time and place that was separated from everything, possibly during the shattering and they tend to have specific triggers to open, or they simply appear for a limited time frame. You also know that some places call them void coves. Calm down, Aids. 21 talking. <laughs> well. It's when a point in space and time unpuckers, and uh, sometimes goodies <laughs> peek out. Is our quest to wipe? <laughs> Small hands rub together excitedly. Oh yeah, buddy. You have no idea. What an uncomfortably sphinctoral metaphor. Every day is like this. Every fucking day. Well, we've picked up on one that's opened up. We want to send the League ship to go check it out. You don't have to be prudish. Stars above, stars below. It's all the same shape. <laughs> Thank you, Leda. Your whole gastric system is bookended by two sphincters. I've read enough sphincter books for today, then. So, you need us to go visit this temporary appearance... Is there anything we're supposed to collect, gather, and or find upon it, or just nest on the top of it? Our survey crew picked up some magical readings that indicate that it should be open for roughly a month. And there's clearly some Aegon-based magical signals coming from the island itself. So there could be resources that we could use and gather, but we need to send someone in to check it out. 
And of course, when you find things, this is the league, you usually get to keep them. So we're mostly just surveying. And once you can send us back information about what was there in the cove, we can learn more about how these void coves work. Fortunately, Gigil has immaculate handwriting. And the good news is, if you make it back fast enough, we can probably send a uh, more populated team to go and harvest whatever resources are left behind. I'm okay skipping the digging. The payment for this job will be 400 Aegon, plus the cost of travel, and that's based on core readings, not an honor system. So we'll top you off and stock up your ship, but that's only if you agree to see the quest through to the end to the best of your ability. I agree, crew. I agree. I got no complaints. Ah, yeah. And I'll speak for Troth, and he'll say, Oh, this sounds like a great undertaking of our skill, for we will set seeds down and grow gods know what tump on the top of the island. I'm still working on my Troth impression. Should finish it with a fart. <laughs> I think we've had just enough of those today. Yeah, what's a Troth? Don't even trouble yourself, my sweet coo. He slides a quest form across to you and a quill pen. Darlu will sign it in his finest, blockiest runic handwriting. Now that your ship's been fixed with a core, you should be able to make it to the outskirts of the central cluster in time. I have some very specific travel routes you'll need to follow in order to remain in accordance with Etheritine law. Follow them carefully. Whoever your navigator is should be well familiar with this. I'm going to slide them over to Lita. These are Aether Sea maps that are not drawn in crayon on the side of a piece of scrap metal. <laughs> I guess they'll do. Yeah, I can. I think I can make these out. And again, our readings indicated that this cove should be open for around a month, but uh, if you linger too long, there's a very real chance that you could get uh, snuffed away to whatever timeless place it came from. So uh, keep that in mind. I try not to linger around sphincters, real or magical any longer than I need. See, that time you brought it up, so that's on you. We get it, you're a prude. Working in this bureaucratic hellhole, I'm sure you're very familiar with um, timeless places. Well, clock is now a ticking. Is there anything else y'all need to deal with while you're here at the League Outpost? Nothing what requires your attention. Very good. Can you verify our account balance? Uh, sure, let me... Uh looks through some paperwork. He clearly had some dossiers. You guys see like hand-drawn pictures of each of you on pieces of paper <laughs> and notes about your background. Uh, looks like there was a very recent deposit of 200 air gone in credit. If you're looking to cash that, treasury and accounts is on floor two. I would suggest maybe leaving 50 or so in your account in case the league is responsible for any funereal rights should you not return. We fully plan on returning. Yippee. I'm thinking maybe we take our half, distribute, and then the rest, we keep on hand in case we need to refuel. That sounds prudent. Let's have this conversation away from this gentleman here and not take up any more of his time. I'll uh, send word ahead to the dock you have listed here for your unnamed vessel to make sure that it is fully fueled before your departure. Very good. Thank you, Mr. Koo. Huh? Don't worry about it. The name's Biggs. Landon Biggs. Thank you, Landon Biggs. What's a coup? It's, well... When you touch somebody with a stick. You rebelling? You're turning into a pigeon. I've never turned down a pigeon before, so let's go with that one. Insert pigeon hole joke. <laughs> <laughs> and you see there's another team waiting outside. On our walk back down, Darlu is going to turn to Foe and say, So I assume you know exactly where accounting is, being as suspiciously informed as you are. 
I mean, you've been in one of these shells, you've been in them all. And I haven't been in any. And from my understanding, we're just starting our journey. What is it that you know that I don't? Sound like a an entire epic poem of the things I know that you don't. You've made that abundantly clear. Let me be more precise. What is it that you know about the League that I don't, that I should know? It's not important. But what I will say is I've been working for the League for a long time. Mm. And you're not placed among us to be some sort of overseer or chaperone. <laughs> if you think I'm a responsible chaperone, you've got your head right up your ass. I didn't say the League didn't make a mistake. <laughs> no. No, this was me deciding I wanted to broaden my horizons and maybe uh, pay off a few debts. I'll accept that for now. Well, let's get paid. As you make your way to the second floor, down to accounting, you wait in line for some 15 minutes. And as you get to the front, there is a glass window with an opening. Standing behind it is a very, very tall insectoid human, somewhere in between, leaning down their segmented eyes, looking you up and down. Um, They have a little badge on their shirt that says a series of consonants with no vowels. (laughs) Oh, no. Gajal, this one's on you. (laughs) Hello there. Hello. I believe we want to withdraw from our account. He hands over a form that has uh, information on who your captain and team is and then references it against his own. We wish to withdraw 100 Ergon in mixed denominations. Signature, please. Captain, your signature. Is that what that means? Let me go ahead and print my blocky runes on it again. He couldn't have said it clearer. Oh. <laughs> he slides you a small metal box inside of which is the sweet smell of Ergon and 100 Arter Coins. Well, Gitchell, uh, thank him for his business. Oh, does this conclude all of our business? I believe so. Well, thank you. He uh, holds out two insectoid fists and gives you a very complicated fist bump. <laughs> that you adapt to immediately. <laughs> I'll take the free one. <laughs> take a free bump. I use flurry of bumps. Flurry of bumps. <laughs> very much so. And the city of Cain is now at your disposal. 100 shiny coins burning a hole in your collective pocket. Well, looks like we're in a position to treat ourselves. I just have one little uh, <clears throat> bit of business to cover before we jump into transactional interactions. Darlu reaches into his bag and pulls out the wolf helm what bit him real hard and says, The fuck are we supposed to do with this? Foe immediately takes a step backward. Explain yourself, Foe. That's Lichraft. Darlu immediately drops it. He steps forward and picks it up. All right. Where'd you get this? That bit me real hard. Was on a man's head before we took care of the man inside. I was about to ask if it was on its own. Fortunately, no. I probably wouldn't have kept it. I said it wouldn't. I would rather not take the time to take off all my armor here and show you. Fair enough. But just trust that it exists. If you have any unusual thoughts start to creep into your head, let me know. Are you scribing me? Someone's got her. Huh. Do you take offense to scribes? No, I just thought I wouldn't have to do it out here. I've been scribing all of you. Well, oh, all right, all right. Inascarish scribing might mean something different than just writing things down. Well, yes, you ponder on what you've written. 
you more of ponder on what's being written on other people. You have to understand. <sighs> Lichcraft is dangerous, especially for people who aren't familiar with it. It's also extremely illegal in North Space. Well, it's pretty much illegal everywhere. Mm, so we are criminals. Not yet. It's legal to have one on you. You just have to get it registered. You see, there's a soul in this. He shakes the helm. Or at least most of one. What's left of one? It's going to try and get inside of you. The longer you carry something like this, most magic items, really. Anything not nod made, or a uh, soul forged from Nigrasil. Anytime you find something randomly that seems magical on its own, that doesn't seem to be deteriorating over time or over use, there's a good chance it's a lichcraft. Mm, oh, well, that's obvious. That's why only non-magical things are encased within me. Well, that's nice to hear. But the problem is, the longer you carry it, it starts to try to wheedle its way inside of your soul. Which is why, back home, our scribes ask our raiders, bad flathas, and occasionally thanes, important and reoccurring questions. What seem completely out of the blue, completely random. What sort of mustard is your favourite today? How's the sky looking? Name me a bird. Things like that, to make sure that they're still them. All of this helps if you know what soul was originally inside the object. Unfortunately, I don't know what kind of item this is. And, uh, that's never been my expertise. Well, I can tell you what kind of item it is. It's a helmet that looks like a wolf that gets real angry. Real cute. Oh, you're allowed to do it and I'm not. All I would say is if you're going to put it on, make sure you document as much as you can before you do so. And make sure you check in with, well, I was going to say me, but if you want to take the responsibility. Though not fully finished in it, my mentor did start teaching me scribecraft before she had to leave. Well, you'd be better suited for it than me. My experience is all in egomancy, and that's not useful unless I'm inside of the fog of the dream. It looks like I should buy a very nice book, then. Aye. We don't mess with any of that stuff. You make a really handsome chamber pot. Anyway, I'm having trouble with some of these constellations. Is this one gobshite? <laughs> Aren't they all? I think that one's Goblin Ghoul. <laughs> well, when we get back, if we want, we can have this identified. Or, if we find ourselves a dream, I can tap into it. I do know how to see through items like this and identify them. I was taught at least that much. I'd like to do it not on our ship in case there's any cross-contamination, but we all understand. I mean, if it's on your ship, it's going to be infecting something. You're right, but at least I can minimise those chances. Fair enough. Hunt down what you need. Meet back on the ship in, a uh, three hours' time? Sounds good to me. All right, Duchess, you want to head down to the docks, see if we can pick up some goodies? Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Gajor, care to aid me in locating a few, uh, <clears throat> better-than-average armaments? That could be done. I would like to head to the nearest public forum. See how government is done here. Oh, boy. All right, well, I'll follow your, uh, Gooey coattails. Well, we must find the appropriate place and time, and then shopping can be done when it is not in session. Learn first, hunt later. You all take your own time to visit some nearby shops, pop into a small city council meeting uh, in which they are discussing the installation of some new rose bushes in a nearby park, uh, which is met with quite a few arguments from people with less than a mouthful of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the bureaucracy and the pointlessness of it is stinging. 
how much uh, mediating is an outsider allowed to? Because it's like a public. How, how are they supposed to know I'm not? Spectators are allowed to watch, but only citizens of Kane are allowed to participate on the speaking floor because it affects their neighborhoods. Darlude gets to sit front row with Gigil while he goes, hmm, yes, interesting, good point. Oh, oh Darlude definitely falls asleep. <laughs> Short rest? Short rest. And, <laughs> and he's guy. not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> These rose bushes are very important. And the rest of you stop by, get some actual fresh-made food, some nice beverages, and load up oh. on any supplies you need to bring onto the ship. Why would we want that? Oh, I'm not spending any of this money. I'm just going to go dumpster diving. <laughs> uh, just for fun, roll me a survival check to see how well, <laughs> yeah! how well you accumulate some waste. I would like to assist. Uh, you have advantage because Foe is helping you find garbage in the streets. <laughs> I see this perfect series of smash cuts between you guys digging through dumpsters and me and Gigil asleep and intensely involved with the conversation. That's a nat fucking 20. (laughs) (laughs) You asked for a dumpster check. It's like nobody's even picked this trash yet. Uh, Yeah, as you and Foe look through the alleys around the docks, you find quite a bit of things that were left behind from shipping transactions, things that were broken coming off the vessel. So they just got cast aside. The first of which is a small wheelbarrow with a functional but squeaky wobbly leg, which helps a lot in loading the other waste that you find. Lots of small metal bits, uh, fixtures, um, some tubing that is just barely warped, and a full wheelbarrow of debris and detritus from several large vessels. Oh, oh, oh baby! Uh, and just because you got a nat 20, you also wrestle a healing potion out of the hands of a nearby hairless raccoon. <laughs> um, it looks like it has some gunk floating inside of it, like it was probably not sealed right, but oh, you're pretty God. sure it functions normally. they're not supposed to get boogery when you shake them but this one is (laughs) found a chewy health potion it's like a reverse gusher (laughs) 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 and in three hours time as your captain requested you all meet back at the unnamed ship you simply dump the wheelbarrow into your bedroom (laughs) slash office workshop and the rest of you put your recently acquired belongings into your quarters. Miss Bag, why? I found you a potion. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to be squeamish about it, I'll drink it. It's yours. Sick. Chunky. <laughs> Grog. <laughs> health gravy. <laughs> I do like health gravy. <laughs> And the time to depart comes. Your ship drops like a stone from the bottom of the energetic island of Cain amongst a teeming swarm of airships that are coming and going. And as the core hums to life, your unnamed vessel soars away, sails blooming and setting onto the ether waves outside of the island's atmosphere. Even with the new acceleration of the primordial core, it takes you 10 days of travel following designated routes to reach the sector of aether space where the cove was reported to have formed. The dark, silent space is filled with huge, broken chunks of stone, growing closer and closer together. As you follow them to their source, the navigation starts to grow difficult. Who is steering the ship? Darlu. So go ahead and roll me either a dexterity or wisdom-based ship check. Excellent. I'm going to do dexterity. 
I'm so cursed. I'm so fucking cursed. Tell me more. That's a six total. All right. Still getting used to trying to steer a ship that is powered by a core and not the winds itself. Uh, there is a loud grinding as one of the many floating stones collides with the port of the ship, causing some damage. Uh, you maintain control of the wheel and realize that you need to set down more quickly than you anticipated. Navigating through this floating canyon of jagged rocks is extremely difficult. And as you gather yourself, slow it down, and weave through some of the tightest floating stones, you see a landmass ahead that you can set anchor on. The air here is thin, and it feels like a single jump could possibly lift you into the air. Eager to lower the sails and avoid risk of collision with more drifting stones, you make preparations to land. But suddenly, the shadows of the stones drifting in the air grow long, and a great light source fills the shattered canyon you float through. A shape moving high in the air above you, heading the opposite direction. It is an airship, bearing the colors of the LUQ. It's not much larger than your vessel, maybe twice as wide, and you hope it's unmanned and drifting alone away from the cove, because everything above the deck is a towering inferno of flames. Burning chunks of ship drift off the vessel and fall like confetti as the sails are ablaze, and slowly... So slowly, its nose starts to dip downward as it descends into a slow dive, like a lurching comet. Down, 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 into the void below. Iris, transmit record. Goblog, Etherdate 48846.5 <laughs> The types of things my new companions consider food are proving to be too nutrient-rich for goblin physiology, resulting in physical discomfort, mental lethargy, and a phenomenon that I've been calling Night Shriekers. That's because it sounds like someone screaming into my chamber pot. To counteract this, I've been supplementing my diet with no- Oh, whoa! Did someone just throw this away? Tin? It's tin! Unbelievable! Where was I? Oh, I, I've been supplementing my diet with normal sources of fiber and iron. I mean, namely, fiber and iron. Greasy rags, used filters, bent nails, all sorts of things. I mean, most of it just gets broken down, but metal, especially rusty metal, well, it's it's good for the gut. And it comes back out the other end with fewer impurities, so... Win-win. It's taking some getting used to, but... Eh, sure beats scrounging for used butcher paper and crusty socks to get enough fats and proteins. Whoa! Oh! Baby! Is that an elemental ionizer? No way! Oh, the lightning coil's blown, but... But that's an easy fix. I can't believe people on this island just throw this stuff away! Yeah, I mean, otherwise, I've just been reviewing these star charts that we got from the office. Took a while to make sense of them, but I think I finally got a handle on it. Their writing, whatever it is, is unintelligible. And their constellations are all wrong. No cockalorum, no sparple, not even fopdoodle. <laughs> fopdoodle! Eh, uh, I'm gonna redraw them tonight in a way that's sensical. 
But you know, I'd bet butts over biscuits that... Oh, hey! Hey! Is that a freaking wheelbarrow? D dibs! Dibs! I, I call dibs! Drop it! Right now! Oh, God! Another haul like this, and I could almost make a suit. Fuck yeah, burning ship! We just saw our future. We're all gonna die. It's <laughs> very exciting. Well, and that your first uh, ship handling check was a bad roll and I, took damage. Dude, I didn't roll over a six with anything I fucking rolled today. <laughs> it was just straight up embarrassing. Yikers. Did anyone write down or remember any fun phrases for episode names, band names, uh, album names? I did, and it's only health gravy. Health gravy is. Oh yeah, that's like pretty the good. Last thing said, like <laughs> I don't care. It was still good. I kind of liked. Uh, you're trying to straighten out a goblin. Wait, mm. like there, the there are no, I, I've never met a straight goblin. I've never met a straight goblin. Is good. That's fair. It's a little wordy for a title, but I love the message. <laughs> straight goblin. They also just say there are no straight goblins, <laughs> or, or just no straight, no straight goblins. goblins. No straight yeah. goblins. No straight goblins is pretty good. <laughs> Subtitle: Health gravy. <laughs> Any other winners? It seemed like it was not intended to be brought up this point, but Cosmic Frisbee got a couple chuckles. Cosmic oh, yeah. Frisbee. That's I do like Cosmic the only one that was in my head. That one also is indicative of the episode, True. which I think Cosmic Frisbee and Health Gravy is not. Things were chunky and murky. <laughs> but to be fair, Frisbee is a trademark word and Cosmic Throwing Disc doesn't have exactly the same zip. <laughs> True enough. It was described as a dinner plate at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It could be cosmic dinner plate. You know, the plane of also... froth again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the falf plane. <laughs> We're going gob falfing. <laughs> Wonderful. I can't believe I lost my first honor duel. That I think, was I rough, like that you man. did. Damn I think it. that's better. God damn You're it. You're a young boy and he's an experienced fighter. Like that is a <sighs> He's been Saxon for years. Don't worry, we're yes. all embarrassed for you. Thank you. Also, stop. <laughs> Don't look at me. If you had dodged it, you would have rolled again, but nope, just fucking eight shit. Totally fair. I told you, no rolls over six today, baby. Nothing for me. That's how the cosmic frisbee spins. That really Oh, uh, well, I would like to thank Hedegar the Edgar for editing our episodes and doing a wonderful job. Bree Golden for making many of the maps we will be using in the future. And of course, a great deal of the ones we've used in the past. The ones that look really pretty. Those are the ones Bree has done. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, until you enter our Frisbee space again, I wish you luck. <laughs> <laughs>